Hey everyone, this is the Tripwire Podcast. I am your host, Zach, at FF2 with Batman. I am joined today by a wonderful special guest, Ryan Weesey at The Fantasy Five. How's it going, Ryan? Fantastic, Zach. Thanks for having me. Uh, Waiver Wires, one of my favorite articles to produce every week, one of my favorite things to talk about. So when you invited me, there was no way I was going to pass this up. So Absolutely. So Ryan writes for Football Guys, and he's also, uh, I feel like you do a little bit of everything for Club Fantasy FFL. You are a writer, a host, uh, editor. You make me sound good in my <laughs> articles. I appreciate it. Uh, sound well i'm probably you need to correct that but no, I, I, i'm not i'm not that I, I i would need grammarly to correct that i'm not that guy that's faith <laughs> absolutely shout out to yeah. shout out to faith i'm sure she's watching uh because <laughs> she loves both of us especially yeah. when we make grammar mistakes uh, exactly. so for those of you who have not tuned in for the first 10 weeks of this one where have you been hopefully you're doing okay in your in your leagues um but this is the waiver wire show for the triple play fantasy team the main show is on Tuesday nights, so make sure you are subscribing to the YouTube channel if you're watching right now. Like this video as well, so you don't miss any of the great content the guys are putting out. We also cover basketball, baseball, even though it's the offseason already. So much great stuff out there. But with that, we're going to get right into it. Week 11 already. Um, yes. And for those of you who are not watching live, we are recording this before Monday Night Football of Week 10. So just a heads up as you watch this later or listen to it on the podcast. So bye weeks. Ooh, they're going to get rough. Uh, so week 11, if they haven't already been rough, is Jacksonville Jaguars, Miami Dolphins, Seattle Seahawks, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But good news, week 12, if you're looking ahead, we do not have any bye weeks. So that is helpful. So we're going to get right into quarterbacks. These are all players rostered in 50% or less in ESPN leagues. And I understand that every league is different. Some of these players may be taken. I get it. We're trying to cover a bunch of players for you at different levels to see what works for you. So number one, we have Jared Goff, um, 37.8% rostered. You're probably looking at maybe 5% fab. If that, Matt Ryan, 6.6% rostered. He's back. Uh, 5% fab again, maybe about that. Number three, Taylor Heineke, who's playing Monday Night Football. So we'll see how he is. Hopefully he stays healthy. 13.8% rostered, maybe 3% fab. Ryan Tannehill at number four. He is 7.5% rostered, 3% fab as well. And then last is Deshaun Watson, 28.2% rostered. And honestly, that's your call as to how much fab you want to spend. So I just want to talk about a couple of them real quick. So Taylor Heineke, like I said, he is playing Monday Night Football. But his last three games before his Week 10 matchup that he hasn't played yet, he's finished as a QB 13, QB 8, and QB 15, averaging just over 20 points per game. So he is not great. I don't think anyone's <laughs> going to say that he is great, but I would say he's adequate. And if you are dealing with these bye weeks where you are now missing either Trevor Lawrence as your starting uh, quarterback, Tua, Geno Smith, Tom Brady, yeah, all four of the bye week teams have solid starting quarterbacks for you. So if you're missing one of them, you, you might not do as bad as Taylor Heineke. I mean, he's able to run a little bit. He seems to be playing okay. He's got great weapons. Um, he has been dumping down to the running back at one of the highest rates. Antonio Gibson is not a bad running back to throw to um, as much as people want to hate on Antonio Gibson. So I don't love Taylor Heineke. You don't have to spend a lot, but he is someone to think about if you are getting desperate um, with these bye weeks. And then the other one I want to highlight is Deshaun Watson. I don't want to get into all of the off the field stuff. I think Ryan and I both agree that none of that is acceptable but we're not the judge of who gets to play in the NFL and who doesn't. Yeah. And if you don't want him on your team, completely understand, do not pick him up. Um, but if you are thinking about having him on your team, 
He is at 28.2% rostered, as I said before. That roster ship percentage keeps going up. I've been watching it for the last couple of weeks. So you probably want to pick him up by now if you haven't. If you want him on your team, he can start playing again week 13 against the Houston Texans. Now, I will say the caveat is he hasn't played since the end of 2020. So we have no idea how good or bad he is going to look. He looked terrible in the preseason. That is also still the preseason. And uh, that team is terrible. So, I mean, buyer buyer beware, I guess. But yeah. I would say if you are, have already been a lock in the playoffs, I would consider picking him up. Not even that you need to play him just for the sheer fact. If you're already locked in the playoffs, you probably have one of those top three or four quarterbacks already. Great. But it's almost like you're playing defense against your opponents where let's just say he ends up being good. One of your opponents picks him up and now he gets hot going to the playoffs and you have to go against him. Why not just stash him on your bench, even if you don't need to use him? So just something to think about when it comes to Deshaun Watson. To, to your point on Deshaun Watson as well, um, you kind of hit a great nail on the head that all four of the quarterbacks that are on by next week are quarterbacks that are are sustainable fantasy quarterbacks. Every one of those teams is going to go out and sign an extra quarterback this week. And then the next week they're going to get their guy back. Every one of those four teams, especially if they're playoff contenders, are going to put in a waiver claim next week for Deshaun Watson. One of your favorite pieces that I love that you guys do at Tripwire is get ahead of the waiver wire. This is a week to get ahead of the waiver wire on Deshaun Watson because next week when nobody's on by week 12, rather, people are going to have that extra bench spot that they've been used to blowing on a guy who's on by and now they can go out and get Watson. So if you can afford to get him this week, I think that's a good move. So Absolutely. And as uninspiring as that list of quarterbacks i just read off was ryan tell us about some uh much more exciting running backs yeah i, I wanted so i i pre-started my article to get ready for this uh this show tonight and for quarterback i honestly put not to spend any fab on anybody so i i commend you for coming up with a list of five because it's just not it for me this week um number one i think is going to be rashad white 24.4 percent rostered um i have him as probably worth every bit of fab you have left as we get to this point in the season if you're not chasing deshaun watson if you're not wide receiver needy you don't really want to blow a ton of fab on the tight end I think you can afford to go after a running back who could be a star running back and we'll talk more about that Elijah Mitchell I have his second I kind of broke your rule a little bit here uh Zach but he's 51 percent rostered he's right at that 50 percent mark I think he's probably worth yeah I think he's probably worth a quarter of your fab Kenyon Drake I put pretty well equally 45.8 percent rostered also a quarter of your fab Um, Jarek McKinnon is a very interesting one and he's not even the one I have notes on Um, 18.5% rostered 20% of your fab is what I would blow on him and then this one is still a gut call but we saw some interesting things happen with the Rams this week the rookie Kieran Williams if you're not familiar with he's a guy that the Rams drafted in the fifth round Um, they've had a lot of running back issues this year nobody's been fully healthy and he's a pass catching specialist which could work out really really well in the situation the Rams are in if they do lose Cooper Cup for any period of time Um, he is 15.4% rostered I don't think you're going to need to spend a ton on him. And I probably still wouldn't go more than five, maybe 10% of your fab. Um, The first guy I want to focus on is the first guy on the list, Rashad White. Um, Even before the Fournette injury, everybody is kind of latching on to the Fournette injury right now and that they have a bye this upcoming week. So he's going to have time to get healthy. But there were rumors coming out before that game that Rashad White was going to take this job. Like it was already in the works. Things just kind of shook out this way. And if you go back and look, White was getting more run than Fournette even before the injury. He hit 10 fantasy points last week, and that was with no involvement in the passing game. And if you followed Rashad White coming out of college, he was really looked at as a passing specialist. He was even being compared to a guy like Debo Samuel. If he can score those kind of points without touching the ball in the passing game, and then the previous two games before this one, he was targeted three times in each game. 
He's starting to give himself what could be a safe floor. We've already seen a 100-yard rushing game out of him. I think this is a job that if he takes it, he's a safe floor, high-ceiling guy. They have no real reason to continue to run Leonard Fournette out there. Why not find out what you have in the rookie? And we all know Tom Brady, if he can trust a running back in the passing game, he will use him. So I think it's going to be really cool. You do have to wait out that week 11 bye. Um but it, I, I think it's going to really shake out well going into the end of the season. We we preach patience when it comes to rookie running backs, and, and that's what you need to have with Rashad White. The other guy I want to focus on is probably only out there in this many leagues because of the bye week. Uh, Kenyon Drake is coming off of his bye, 45.8% rostered. The bye week makes him more available than he should be when you go and look at the numbers. He is averaging 15 fantasy points over his last four games, and one of those games was an absolute dud against Cleveland where he didn't score a single fantasy point. You're not getting a solid RB2 out of Kenyon Drake, but what you're getting is an RB3 with a low-end RB1 ceiling. Dobbins is still a month away, and I went and looked it up for this show, actually. They're talking about Dobbins as a playoff return. They're not talking about him coming back in the regular season right now. They say he's three to four weeks away from getting out there and running. You still have Gus Edwards, who's recovering from his injury and then immediately gets hurt again. And there was a comment about Kenyon Drake earlier in the season that they brought him in to be a starting running back. I think they want to lean on Kenyon Drake, and this is a team that wants to lean on the run. So that's a guy that I'm targeting. If I need a guy who I can plug into for RB2 production and kind of hope for the best, that's what you're basically going to get out of Kenyon Drake. He's a better flex play than he is an RB2, but it could work out. Real quick, Jarek McKinnon is a guy that I'm targeting in PPR leagues. 16 targets in the last two weeks, while Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has disappeared off the face of the earth. I find him very interesting. So Absolutely. And I would say if those running backs weren't exciting enough for you, which I think you covered a lot of great names, and uh, the wide receivers are definitely uh, probably the, the cream of the crop this week for the waiver wire. So who do you have at wide receiver? So many good wide receivers. And this is why you stash running backs and leave wide receivers out on waivers because you can go get them at any time. Um, I appreciate Zach letting me have the exciting positions. I told him he had to take quarterbacks and tight ends and he said he loves talking about them. So he couldn't wait. (laughs) (laughs) So you get to hear my voice for a little bit longer. Number one, I have Christian Watson. We all saw it this week, three touchdowns. He's going to be a hot waiver wire commodity. He's 5.8% rostered. I only have him... 30% of your fab, maybe a little bit more if you're desperate at wide receiver. My concern with the Packers is we've played this rotating game of X is going to be Aaron Rodgers wide receiver one, Romeo Dubs, Alan Lazard for two weeks, Sammy Watkins. I want it to be Watson. I just don't know how much I believe in it. And then because I'm a jerk and I'm friends with Kira Wytrowski, I had to fit multiple names in when I should have only put one. Um, But these are guys in similar situations. So I have Kadarius Tony slash Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and I'll get into the reasoning behind both of them. Tony's out there in about 53% of leagues. Scantling's out there in about the same percent of leagues. I just realized that. Um, I would probably roll 30% of fab on those guys. Paris Campbell with Matt Ryan back um, is out there. He's 23% rostered, 15% of your fab I would put out on him, especially in PPR leagues. And then another one where I group players together, Van Jefferson and Ben Skoranek. They're both out there in over 95% of leagues for the most part. Um, I would say 10% of fab on either one of these guys. This is really flyer guys, and I'm going to talk more about them. And then the last one, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And this kind of goes back to what you talked about with Deshaun Watson. That team is not good, but Peoples-Jones is every bit as likely to lead the team in targets as Amari Cooper. Uh, 22% rostered, and I would say another 10% fab guy. I'm going to focus on the guys on where I group two guys together. So the Chiefs wide receivers, Kadarius Tony, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. 
with Juju Smith-Schuster going out with a pretty bad concussion. I think it's pretty likely he misses week 11. And then McCole Hardman going out with an injury, and we don't know how quickly he's going to get back. These guys are moving up depth chart out of necessity. The best ability is availability, and they are there for you. More importantly for um, Kadarius Tony, new to the team, came out, had five targets last week, still four targets for Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and they both scored touchdowns. And the part that I like the most, I'm a McCole Hardman believer. I don't know why, but they're getting Tony involved in that running game role, a la Tyreek Hill and a la what they did with McCole Hardman. And those extra touches for a guy like Kadarius Tony, where he could turn it into 30, 40 yards, that's another three or four fantasy points that you just can't beat. And you want a piece of this offense. You want a piece of what Patrick Mahomes is doing right now. These guys are out there in over 50% of leagues. Van Jefferson and Ben Skoranek, same exact situation. It's looking like Cooper Cup is going to be out four to six weeks at minimum. I don't know that the Rams really have much incentive to bring Cooper Cup back this season. It's heartbreaking. Best wide receiver in fantasy football. You're guessing what they're going to do, but Van Jefferson, while he returned two weeks ago, this was the very first week where he got like super involved um, three for 27 and found the end zone in the first game where they lose Cooper cup. I think that's a great step in building rapport. Now it wasn't with Matt Stafford, but Jefferson and Stafford have shown a little bit of rapport previously seven targets for Ben Skoranek. And I've been actually talking about this for the last few weeks. Skoranek is a guy I've actually been preaching to people to stash. Um, Cooper cup had an injury scare, not two weeks ago. And Ben Skoranek, when you look, he is a little bit taller, a little bit heavier, but he looks like Cooper Cup on the field. He's not as good as Cooper Cup, and he never will be, let's be perfectly clear. But these are opportunities that if the Rams are going to run their base offense, Cooper Cup's 14, 15 targets are going to flow towards Ben Skoranek. And in a PPR, while he's not going to go for 190 yards and a touchdown, if he goes for 80 and a touchdown in every other game, that's a big win. He's the great value brand Cooper Cup, and you want that on your team right now, and you can get him probably pretty cheap on waivers. He's literally available in 99.5% of fantasy leagues. <laughs> so, Yeah, he's definitely on sale, uh, that's yes. for sure. <laughs> he's, he's marked down discount uh, after the holiday. Um, but yeah, so as I said, we're going to talk about players that are in some leagues that are maybe an eight-team league, very shallow. Yeah. Or we're going the deepest of the deep. You weren't expecting Ben Skronik coming up on this. No, this not podcast. at all. So we got you covered here at the Tripwire Podcast. <laughs> all right. So if you thought that uh, quarterbacks were uninspiring, man. I actually uh, like the tight ends. <laughs> you you think you like them because you're like, oh, they kind of sound exciting. Until you actually have to pick them up, put them on your roster, start them, and then watch them give you a zero. That's um, 100% fair. <laughs> but we're going to talk about tight ends anyway. So my first one is a club fantasy favorite for those of you who uh, watch the club fantasy show. And I'm part of that team as well. So the group chat is always fun. It's got to be Cole Komet at number one, uh, 38.8% rostered, 5% fab. You don't need, I mean, that's probably not going to be enough to get them. That's all you should really be spending on them though. Um, number two, Foster Moreau, 12.3% rostered. Again, maybe 5% fab. Jawan Johnson, 8.2% rostered. If you don't know who I'm talking about, that's okay. New Orleans Saints tight end, 1% fab. Robert Tunyon, 45.3% rostered. Again, just 1% fab. Might not be enough to get him, but I'm not that excited. And then last is Isaiah Likely, 22.8% rostered. That is a $0 bid. They're coming <laughs> off their bye week. Mark Andrews, we're hopeful that he can play, but we still don't actually know for sure yet. So why not just grab him for free? And then we'll see what happens when we get closer to the weekend. Yeah. So I want to talk about Cole Komet. Everyone's going to be talking about him this week. Uh, I know I'm not being um, unique in that. 
but he has scored five touchdowns in the last three games, so I have to bring him up. Um, he's had the most targets of his season these last two weeks with six and seven. Will that continue? I don't know, but he, he is not a he's been a big play tight end recently, but he is not a high volume tight end. Um, his receptions and yardage numbers are still average at best. Um, and he's just been taking care, uh, taking advantage of great matchups and fields has just been red hot. Yep. So Cole Komet is one of those where he's just like kind of every other tight end. You're hoping for a touchdown. He's been scoring a, a bunch in bunches. That's great. You cannot expect that to sustain with the amount of targets he gets, the amount of receptions he gets, the amount of yards he gets. It is very uninspiring. Uh, his his snap percentage is fantastic because he's always on the field, um, but he is not the main target on that on that team. So buyer beware. Do not splash your cash for Cole Komet just because he has been like, I think he's a tight end two over the last two weeks, something crazy like that. Might even tight be a tight end one, one over the last Yeah, tight end weeks. one. Yeah. yeah. And that's all touchdowns. Those are not sustainable. So that's why I want to talk about Cole. I don't want to interrupt, but you said one thing that's great is don't splash your cash because one point I always try to make to people newer to fantasy is you don't get credit for last week's points. Those touchdowns are scored. They were either in free agency or on someone else's roster. So don't worry about what he did in the past. Focus on what he can do. And and Zach, you hit it right on the head that you can't expect that every week. Absolutely. Um, Then the other one I want to talk about is Foster Moreau. So we now know Darren Waller is on IR for at least four weeks. So he's got at least three more weeks to go. Um, he's been out most of the season anyway. Uh, Moreau has been fine. Um, the Raiders are hot garbage right now. So um, they're the opposite of what Fields has been uh, recently. Yeah. And week 10 was his best game of the season because he scored his first touchdown of the season. His stats haven't really dramatically changed all of that much. Um, but with the way things are going with Renfro being out now as well, you may see some more targets kind of trickle to Moreau. They're all going to Devontae Adams. But after that, you might see a few with Moreau. And like I said, tight ends are far and few between right now. So you could do worse than than Moreau. I would only thing I disagree with you on. I think Isaiah likely is worth more than a zero dollar bid. I have a theory and I just want to put it out there. So when I'm right, I can tell everybody how right I was. I think they're with the lack of Rashad Bateman and the lack of wide receivers in this offense. I think you're going to see Isaiah likely more involved and split out into the slot position and things like that. I think they're going to run more two tight end sets, even when Mark Andrews comes back. I like Isaiah likely a lot coming off of his bye week. So that's a great point. And when I say a zero dollar player, I don't mean he's worthless. I mean, I don't think the rest of your league is going to bid on him. him. So go ahead and sneak in. But yeah, if you feel like your league is a little more competitive, slide in a a couple dollars, but I don't think you have to splash. I'd be a little worried about the Mark Andrews manager. I feel like he's going to go back after him because he couldn't hold him this week. I guarantee every Mark Andrews manager had him. Every Mark Andrews manager had to cut him because of the bye week. And now every Andrews manager is going to come back to him. So, yep. And with that, we're going to go to uh, a quick, quick DST stream of the week. So uh, there's not a whole lot out there. And again, this team is playing very shortly. So we'll see how they look. But I picked the Washington Commanders. At the Houston Texans, they're 17.5% rostered. Uh, Commander's defense has actually looked pretty solid recently. They're getting players back, and the Texans are just absolutely terrible. Um, so that's who I would go with. Now, if you're looking for a pricier option that may or may not be available in your league because the Denver Broncos are 49.9% rostered, just under that 50% threshold, they get the Las Vegas Raiders at home. So uh, the Raiders are maybe worse than the Texans. Um, <laughs> it's 
it's definitely a hot debate. So, and the Denver Broncos are the number one defense in the actual NFL. I saw a crazy stat. This has nothing to do with waiver wire right now, but they are the, I think, the worst scoring offense and the best yeah. defense at not allowing points. And that's never, I don't think, ever happened before for a season. So we'll see if it if it continues. Yeah, they've played so well on defense and their fantasy defense has been kind of hit or miss. They were actually my stream of the week this past week. So I like them a lot. Washington, I want to see how they show up tonight, though. Tonight's not a great barometer going against Philly versus going against the Houston Texans. So Absolutely. And I th- want to say just a quick number, Denver thing. I think I saw if they could have scored at least 19 points in every game, they would be 8-1 and one right now. That's how good their defense has been and that's how terrible their offense has been. <laughs> and they have Russell Wilson. This should not be the question we're asking. It's terrible. Yeah, let's ride. All right. So with that, we're going to go on to the droppable player. So we just named a bunch of guys that you should be picking up, which means you need to clear your roster uh, of some space. So these are all players that are at least 50% owned or more or roster or more. Um, and I try to pick a, more of the, we'll call them brand name players, um, because these may be where you're actually making tough decisions. So I'm going to ask Ryan, would he drop these players? That doesn't mean he's telling you, you have to drop them. It's just... Would you consider dropping them if you really need to make that hard choice? So we're going to start with the most rostered player and work our way down. So wide receiver DJ Moore, 96% rostered. It's close. Um, For two of these players, I would kind of lump both of them together, Deontay Johnson and DJ Moore. I probably wouldn't drop either one of them. You shared in the Club Fantasy group chat the uh, tweet from Ian Harditz that they are two of the most highly targeted air yards players in the NFL and air yards is a good indicator of when someone could pop off. You just need improved play out of both of them. I don't know that we're going to see improved play out of the Carolina quarterback, but I do think we could see an improvement out of Kenny Pickett. I don't think, and then to be perfectly honest, I have DJ Moore and Deontay Johnson in my home league of record. I'm not dropping either one of them. So, all right. And also on that list, uh, on that tweet was, uh, Kyle Pitts tight end 95%. No chance I'm dropping Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not there with it. Um, I, I, I've, I've kind of made an argument lately and I'm kind of backing off of that argument because I don't know what the Saints are doing. They could be up there with the Raiders on some of the worst teams in this league right now. That Taysom Hill is the like third highest tight end of importance for me. It is Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and then Taysom Hill just because nobody offers the upside. I am starting Taysom Hill over Kyle Pitts in more than one fantasy league right now. Like, I just don't believe in the upside. I'm still not dropping Kyle Pitts. I just, I'm not there for it. But I will say, if I could go, if if something weird, I, I don't know. I was going to say if someone dropped Mark Andrews on his buy, but of course you're dropping him for Mark Andrews. But I don't know who I would drop. There's nobody out there. We've already talked about these tight ends. There's nobody out there I'm dropping Kyle Pitts to go grab. I, I would rather have Kyle Pitts than any of those guys we've talked about. So it almost, I think the scenario would be you already have another tight end that you prefer starting and you and need to make fair. a roster space and he's your yeah. worst player left. So yeah, that's, that's a fair point. If, if Kyle Pitts is my second tight end and I need to go get, you know, Rashad white. Yes. I would drop Kyle Pitts. So that's, you know what? I'm glad we framed it better. Yes. Kyle Pitts is hundred percent droppable. So. All right. uh, I just need to like clip that one little snippet <laughs> yeah and then post that Kyle Pitts is 100% droppable yeah I'm fair with it <laughs> I'm just kidding uh, wide receiver Adam Thielen 88% yeah I mean it's hit or miss with Adam Thielen with a lot of the guys I named they're going to see a higher target volume Kirk Cousins is super locked in on Justin Jefferson right now and uh TJ Hawkinson's come in there and really become a target hog yeah I'm, I'm fine with dropping Adam Thielen wide receiver Brandon Cooks 87% rostered 
another player that I own in that same home league. So that tells you how great my home league is going for me right now. Um, yes, I would drop Brandon Cooks. He is he is a trade fodder in a lot of trades that I'm sending out right now. He wishes he was trade fodder. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Running back CEH, uh, 86%. So fundamentally, I am against dropping any team's RB1 or RB2. And I talked about Jarek McKinnon and he's taking all the passing game work from Clyde Edwards Hilaire. But Zach, you made a comment before the show that is the best illustration of CEH. The second you drop him, he's going to go off. Let him score those points on your bench, not on your opponent's roster. So I, I will not drop any first or second string running back. It's fundamentally against what I believe in in fantasy football. I hoard running backs. So, And I appreciate that take, Ryan. He might be the RB3 on his team. So That's fair. Then, so he's getting how, in the drop zone. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's – you know what? I would give it one more week, and if we see another week of Isaiah Pacheco, you know, 10 to 15 carries and, and uh, Jarek McKinnon 5 to 10 targets and nothing out of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and he is firmly the third running back, by all means, drop the third running back. Yeah, let's give it one more week. And yeah. then running back Kareem Hunt, 85% rosters. Yeah, not, not going to happen. I, I love everything about what Nick Chubb is doing. I love that Nick Chubb has really quieted down the uh, he doesn't catch balls people in fantasy football. But if Nick Chubb goes down, you want every single piece of Kareem Hunt, and you'll never forgive yourself. Uh, no way I'm putting Kareem Hunt on waivers. Wide receiver Chase Claypool, 73%. Should have never been rostered to begin with. Uh, yes, drop Chase Claypool. I'm not even going to get into the low passing volume of the Bears offense. Drop Chase Claypool. Running back A.J. Dillon, 72%. Again, it's my fundamental thing, but I will say, same home league, Zach. I don't know if you went and looked at my roster. Same exact league where I have those wide receivers, I have A.J. Dillon, and he is another piece that I'm trying to throw in on those trades right now. So I'm not going to drop him because if something happens there in Jones and he did see 63 yards against a very bad Cowboys rush defense this past week. So you're hoping he gets into it. But the fact of the matter is this, he's not catching balls. That's all going to Aaron Jones and they're not really using him to score touchdowns. He's pretty well worthless, but I'm going to leave him on my bench. So I feel like I'm taking a lot of shots at your home league and I'm sorry. You are. It's been great. <laughs> Wide receiver, Allen Robinson, 63% rostered. Oddly enough, so many of these guys, if you, A-Rob and the next guy you're going to ask me, were on my roster at one point. Um, if you had asked me this Saturday, I would have said Allen, Ross, Allen Robinson, like Chase Claypool, should have never been on your roster to begin with. With Cooper Cup going down, you cannot drop Allen Robinson right now. The the Rams aren't playing for anything, but Allen Robinson still has a ton to prove. I'm not dropping Allen Robinson while Cooper Cup is out. Makes sense. Running back, Melvin Gordon, 62%. I am just bothered by this entire situation. Um, I acquired Melvin Gordon. I sold Melvin Gordon. I home league, just terrible seasons going for me. And I'm somehow six and four over there, but um, I don't know what's going on there because they still want to use him, but then they go out and get chase Edmonds. And if chase Edmonds is going to take all the passing game work, and then he's going to split rushing game work with Latavius Murray, he's worthless. And we could be dealing with a sort of, he's the starter, but he could be a Clyde Edwards Hilaire third running back on his roster. So it's another one where I'm going to give it a week and see how all the work shakes out. But I, I could, I could easily move on from Melvin Gordon after week 11. Awesome. And the last one for the droppables tight end, Micah Siki, 59%. Depends on who I'm dropping him for. I'll drop him for Komet. You're, you're looking at the same exact upside for Micah Siki, Cole Komet. I would drop him for Isaiah likely. I told you I like Isaiah likely a lot. The other guys, Foster Moreau, I think I'd rather have Gasicki. You're tied to a much higher production offense. So Komet is a maybe, likely is a maybe. Everybody else, I'd rather have Mike Gasicki. So yes, he's droppable. It just depends on who I'm getting. 
Awesome. Before we uh, end the show, we did have a quick comment in from Nick. Thank you for for watching and tuning in. He has a trade question. Would you trade Greg Dolchitz and DJ Moore for Mark Andrews? Uh, I think this is an easy one. Yes, I don't care whether Mark Andrews is healthy or not. (laughs) Go ahead and hit smash accept if if you have that offer on the table before it gets taken away. Uh, And then use that extra roster spot to go get Isaiah Likely in waivers. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. If you did not tune in earlier, we did talk about Isaiah Likely. Um, You probably don't have to spend a lot, but as a Mark Andrews uh, manager in this situation, then you would want to spend a little bit more just to lock down that tight end room. Uh, but yeah, yes, absolutely. If this trade. trade is on the table for you, take it now. Uh, subscribe to the show, then go ahead and then click on that accept yeah. button. <laughs> Two clicks. Subscribe, yep. accept. <laughs> awesome. But thank you again, Ryan, for joining us today. I really appreciate you hopping on. Can you tell everyone where they can find you and all of your great work? Absolutely. You can find everything I do at my Twitter handle at the fantasy five. I set up one of those link trees. I'm an old man. I don't know how these things work, but I made it orange because it's my favorite color. Um, during the season, I do most of my work for club fantasy. As Zach mentioned, I do a few of the articles. I edit all of the articles coming out of club fantasy. So I'd recommend following us at club fantasy FFL. I also participate in the DFS rankings and the round tables over at football guys during the season. I do a lot more work with them in the uh, preseason. So follow me at the fantasy five. And if you guys ever have questions, I'm usually able to answer dms pretty quickly i'm glad to help out and uh hope you guys get some wins and some championships this season thanks for having me zach also i appreciate it ryan so again guys if you are watching live appreciate it make sure you subscribe if you're watching after the fact fantastic thanks for joining in hopefully we help you win some some championships as we get later on the season but make sure you like subscribe it's a great way to support the team triple play fantasy is putting out a lot of great content not just for football so we appreciate your support and with that we'll see you guys next week to talk week 12 already have a good one everyone